Hi, my name is Chanel Howell and welcome to my podcast about all things tea. In this podcast series, I'm going to be talking to tea enthusiasts like myself, tea business owners. Uh, We're going to have a talk about tea culture, tea origins, the medicinal benefits of herbal teas and the wider tea community. Hi, welcome to episode 13 of Chanel's Tea Talk. On today's show, I have Will Ritson from Jing Tea. Will, who has a very cool job title at Jing as a tea experience executive, conducts tea consultations for the Jing Tea Company. We had a very interesting chat about all things tea and music. So here's my interview with Will. Yeah, you sound good. Yeah. So, hi, Will. How are you? Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. Mm, I won't give it out to the podcasters what you're doing right now. But <laughs> Have you got your tea ready? I have. I was rushing about. I say ready. I'm going to prepare it while we talk because okay. I think I can do two things at once. I'm a um, bit too clumsy to have things. I've got the mic, the, all the cords, uh, headphones. I just don't want to spoil my laptop. Oh, tell me so. about it. I've got three <laughs> computers on my desk, all of which are constantly surrounded by tea and like guy ones. I'm surprised I haven't broken any of them yet or, uh, <laughs> or worse. Nice. So, Will, I was going to ask you how... Well, thanks for coming on the show. That's my and, pleasure. Thank you for uh, having me. I wanted to ask how you got into tea. How did it all start out for you? Starting at the beginning. So my, I suppose my tea journey, you could say, started, oh gosh, probably about five years ago when I was in a band and um, doing lots of touring around Europe and America and other places. And I had given up drinking because I wanted to be responsible. I know that that kind of world, that industry is full of all sorts of bad things. And I, I didn't want to fall into those kind of typical traps. Is that so true? I, or is that just a stereotype? I mean, can you be strong enough to not go down those roads? You can try, but it, 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 it is pretty bad. I have okay. to admit. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, stereotypical in that way, which is unfortunate. Mm. Um, and we know about all the young people that get drawn into that sort of stuff. I didn't want to be one of those people. So I gave up drinking um, and all the rest of it. And I, I just... I wanted something else to take that place, you know, I wanted to to find something I could enjoy that still had a bit of uh, intrigue to it and, you know, a process, a ritual almost, and and something that was communal so I could, uh, you know, enjoy it with friends. And so I turned to tea because uh, it was, you know, being British and that, it Mm. just seemed to like stick out. So I started experimenting with some loose leaf teas, going to like what tea shops I could find when I was living in London. And um, I started drinking green tea, right? Because that's kind of what everyone goes for first. You go for the mm-hmm. green teas. And it was rubbish. It was so <laughs> unsatisfying. <laughs> it was really bad. And I was drinking this horrible tea bag, green tea, and whatever kind of crappy loose leaf tea I could find. And then one day, one of the other members in the band, my really good friend, Sash, who now runs his own tea company, Ooh. he gave me 
a sample of of uh, loose leaf tea and it was a yellow tea as well so super rare right and uh, I tried this and it blew me away I was like this is crazy like what is this stuff so I asked him like where'd you get this man like where can I find this kind of tea and he said oh it's just the shop round round the corner from me in Camden called called China Life Okay, May, May Leaf, is that May Leaf? It's called okay. May Leaf now, but at, this is back in the day. This is OG days um, when it was called China Life. So okay. I took a stroll to China Life and I met Celine. Okay. Uh, obviously, you know, one half of the May Leaf crew. Yes. And she took me around the shop. She nice. started talking me up on all the different teas. And uh, I just, I just loved it. I loved the whole experience of that shop. And, you know, I love what they were doing there. And they were so nice to me. And it, eventually we became friends. So Don and Celine would come nice. and see me play shows. And um, my friend Sash was living around the corner. So we would all hang out there. And when I wasn't on tour, I needed a kind of job to keep me going. So I, one day I was like, you know what? Why don't I ask Don if he's got some work? So I bugged him and bugged him. And eventually he gave me a job. Nice. So I started working at Mayleaf and you could say that's really where it all began because I learned so much from them. And um, I worked there for oh, a while. I can't even remember, but it felt like family, you know, really just like it was really tight knit crew there. And obviously seeing him do the YouTube videos yeah. and just soaking up all that knowledge. That was really my start. And then from there, just, you know, it snowballed and. I bought everything that came into the shop. I had to have one of everything. I got my first Kaiwan. I got my first clay pot. I got the, the first edition of the, the Gong Fu Guru, the kind of tea tray. And I loved it. All of that sort of stuff. That's, that really hooked me into it. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I learned a lot from mainly from their YouTube channel. I learned yeah. a lot from them. It really is invaluable. As a resource, it's kind of, you know, it's the go-to. Because, right, yeah. you, you search on Google and you find stuff, but... You search on YouTube and the first thing you get is Mayleaf. And mm -hmm. then from there, it just draws you in. And what I really what I really fell in love with as well is that the larger community, because obviously, you know, it extends into um, Instagram and yeah. all the other social media. And I met loads of people through that. And that kind of that community aspect to it really is incredible. It's like nothing else I've experienced. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, the very, tea community cool. is really nice, I must say. Since I even started podcasting, I think it's just everyone's really supportive and it's it's nice. Everyone's willing to share. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's yeah. Really cool. Yeah. You get loads of people just willing to send you stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh and you've had some great people on your podcast too. It's like such a pleasure to to hear all those stories come together. I mean, yeah, I just started podcasting really randomly. It was I didn't even intend on doing it, but because I love tea. I don't think I know that much about tea anyway, but I just Who does to... really? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, okay, let me just do this thing during Corona, obviously. So it was a blessing, really, Corona for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's good. I think it's the best way, you know, like learning about tea, like you say, you know, you, you, you think you don't know much, but the more you go down the route of trying to learn about tea, the more you realize you don't know anything. Mm. Like the people who know stuff are deep in the mountains of China, like making tea. We're just the ones at the end of the chain, like sipping yeah. on it, pretending to like pick out tasting notes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, the, yeah, there's a great proverb that I hear, which is uh, the more, you know, the less, you know. Yes. And that's how I feel about it. It's just a journey and we're all just here yeah. to enjoy it. So it humbles you as well, I think. Totally. Yes, totally.
Nice. So how did you kind of get into the Jing world? How did that come about? Yeah. I love so, Jing teas, I must say. I was very impressed with their oolong when I went to one of the hotels in Germany. And I was like, what? This is wicked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're kind of... Um, they're kind of a secret in the tea world, right? Because they're mm. they're not really known in um, uh, in the kind of tea community, like the, the tea heads. You don't see gin coming up a lot at well previously, more so now. Um, but they're more known for their kind of hotels, restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and things like that, kind of servicing those those aspects of the the industry. But um, Jing asked me to join the company. Uh, from Mayleaf, so I left okay, Mayleaf to join they, Jing. Okay, they stole you from there, snatched <laughs> yeah. you up from there. Snatched me up um, because they wanted to open a shop. So, okay. so they That's opened. Nice. Their, yeah, super cool. So, you know, I got to pick out like the help pick out the the floor tiles and the wow. kind of the finishings and uh, help them like figure out how they were going to do their in store tea service. Um, not that it's a cafe, but you can do tea experiences in the shop, like tea flights and tastings. So I got to figure out all of that and they opened their shop, I think just over a year ago in, I think it's November, 2019, Christmas, uh, November, Christmas time that year. Um, Maybe it was a bit earlier. It all blends into one now. Yeah, I think maybe 2018, maybe. Maybe 2018, 2020 is a write off. And and (laughs) I've lost like, I think I've lost (laughs) that year. I don't know. I don't know what month it is, but I'm um, still a year younger. Like 2020 exactly, count. right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so they uh, they opened that shop, and since that time, I think Jing's been moving more and more towards the kind of uh, like customer face to face aspect. So that's what I've been working on with them, and um, yeah, I've learned even more being at Jing, like more mm-hmm. about the the industry itself. Obviously, because it's such it's such a, a broader company in terms of the the services that it provides, um, sourcing tea like directly sourcing tea, speaking directly to to actual producers, mm-hmm. uh, learning more about tea tasting, so professional level of tea tasting, um, yeah, and and more you know more behind the scenes social media and um, things like that, business presentation, all all of the kind of other stuff. Uh, that I didn't really cover at Mayleaf, which is really, really interesting. And it's been a, such a great experience. Mm. I really love their website, Jing. It's very user-friendly. Even when you want to book a consultation or something, it's just very user-friendly. I really like the way that they've done their whole website. It's, it's really good. Yeah, that's a big. that was a big project. That was something that we, we took on, I think, again, like... Um, the end of last year that we had a massive update so we've now got much more content on the journal as well I don't know if you've seen that but there's like a new blog on the Jing website that really goes into detail on the um, products and experiences and everything that you need to know about tea so the the educational aspect has really been pushed up as well as Mm -hmm. the usability so it's very easy to find a tea that you like and um, even easier to ask questions and get answers if, if you're not sure about something. So your job there is your in-house tea guru. I think that's a really cool. <laughs> it is. Do you, do you want to know my official title or my business card? <laughs> my official title is tea experience executive. Wow. <laughs> I How know. do you get a job like that? It's wicked. It's mad. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still not sure what I actually do. <laughs> wow. 
So is that your main tea job or do you do other things? I know you do things with grass tea people as well. Um, a grass people tree. Grass people tree, yeah. Grass people tree, yeah, that's a great company. I, I don't do, uh, like I don't work for any other tea companies. Uh, Ray, who runs Grass People Tree, is just a really, really good friend of mine. She does run a, a, a fantastic tea company. It's very, very unique. It's very close to home for her because obviously all the teas that um, she sells on Grass People Tree all come from her kind of hometown, mm-hmm. um, her province of Guizhou in China, which she just has a fantastic connection uh, connection to and understanding of. Um if you ever get a chance to speak to Ray, I hope that she does this podcast one yeah, day. Yeah, I have to ask her. I'm, I'm a bit nervous still. Oh, dude, she's amazing. She is amazing. Like, just such a fantastic insight into the culture of tea, which we just don't have in the UK or even in the okay. West. You know, it's developing mm. still. Just the understanding of, of how tea is made and appreciated, like it shows in her spirit. It's just incredible. Yeah, I love to. Maybe you can put out a word with her, maybe. <laughs> I will. I'll ask her for you for sure. Yeah, yeah. She's super cool. She's really cool to hang out. I think actually, because my brother lives around the corner from her in Brixton, he okay. is actually hanging out with her right now. He just sent oh. me a picture of her holding some bananas. Oh, like him, you, you just had a banana. I was eating a banana. <laughs> 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 so they're probably hanging out drinking tea right now. Let's oh. see. That. That's her. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> What a coincidence. Well, your brother works for Jing as well, right? Because I didn't yes. know he, you were a twin. So I thought, oh, did Will cut his hair? So I asked on the Instagram, I said, oh, did he cut his hair? I said, no, that's his twin brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my, that's my twin. And you both are into tea. That's good. So Matt does all of the, um, yeah, yeah, we're both into, I got him into it. He was kind of uh, hesitant at first. He's like, what's all this tea stuff? Like, why are these cups so small? And um, then he tasted it and he got into it. And uh, yeah, he now does all the like photography and stuff for social media. He's an amazing photographer. So he gets to photograph tea leaves all day, which is super cool. Nice. Tea photographer. Wow. There's some really good photographers out there on Instagram with some good tea accounts. I know, right? Yeah. I see you had um, Marcel. Yes, yes. His account is is very cool. Wicked, yeah. Nice guy. So, you were in a band. What type of band were you in? Oh, gosh. Um, I was in lots of bands for a long time. Since I was about 16, I played in loads of bands because I was a drummer and there aren't many drummers out there. Uh, And I had like a... I say I had a room where I could play drums. I had a drum kit in my bedroom, which is quite, you know quite cool to have so i just ha- had musicians coming through my house all the time mm. to the yeah not not very cool for my neighbors and my parents but, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I, I always had you know a role in many many different kinds of bands uh from from metal bands like heavy okay. metal bands to electronic bands i got really heavy into jazz um and some really out there stuff as well so i've done everything so you're still like more a musician, would you say? A uh, musician, music producer, songwriter. Um, I sing as well. So I was okay. the front man in a band as well. Um, and then the the main project that I do now is one with, with Matt. So me and Matt have like a duo that we, that we, uh, we create music together. That's not really on your Instagram though. Do you have another Instagram? Yes, we have a separate okay. Instagram. <laughs> it would be confusing <laughs> we'll say, otherwise. We'll say, yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're just a band that's really into tea. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Well, that's good. We need that in a tea community. Right. Some yeah, entertainment yeah. when we're drinking tea. Mm. Yeah, I think the music would work. It's quite chilled out. It's kind of like electronic, slightly pop, slightly R&B. So yeah, it would work for, for a kind of chill tea session. Mm. That's good. What's your band called? So the band that I have with Matt, the duo, is called Mount Low. Okay. Um, I, I can't remember the Instagram. I don't really, I don't do the Instagram. Matt, Matt okay. does all the, the Instagram stuff. But it's, it's uh, mt.low, I think. Mount Low. Nice. So are you a DJ as well? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I went through a period of collecting records. I got really heavy into uh, house music. Mm, um, wicked, yeah. I'm one of those people, I don't know if you could tell from like my, my passion for tea, but once I get into something, I end up really getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> so I You're used a deep to go diver. To, yeah, I'm a deep diver. So I used to go to a lot of record shops and um, yeah, I just, I got heavy into vinyl and going to Fonica in, in Soho in London and um, buying records every every week when I got my paycheck from, from a job I used to have. I used to go and spend it all on vinyl records and house music and minimal techno and I used to DJ, but uh, I don't so much anymore. Uh, I do, however, on the odd occasion, DJ with my dad, which is okay, very interesting. That's cool. Yeah, and we DJ soul music because he's um, he's a collector of of uh, soul forty five, so like singles, vinyl singles. So he's a huge collection. So one day I was just bugging him about it, and he started playing me records, and I was like, "This is amazing music." And he just yeah, he got me into that, and we started DJing together. So. We've done that at a few festivals, in fact. Mm. We did Best of All one year. We DJed at Best of All. Cool. Um, we've done weddings, you know. We're, we're cool to do weddings. If you want to book me and my dad to DJ at your <laughs> wedding. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's really fun as well. So I DJ here and there, but nothing too serious. Nice. That was interesting. Yeah. A man of many talents. <laughs> and also you have this drops music for in Spotify. What is that about? Yeah. So uh, I do I do like to tie it all together. So for me, what's important about the culture of tea is enjoying it with people. Obviously, that's yes. quite hard at the moment. So when the lockdown came around and I was kind of on my own drinking tea, I thought it'd be nice to put together a playlist for for everyone to enjoy. So I did a call out on Instagram, my Instagram, for everyone to kind of donate a song. And I would create a playlist with all the songs. And I did that and I gave away some tea as well to the to some people that I, I really like their song suggestions. And then that inspired me to keep it going. So I make a, um, every now and then, it's not a regular thing, I make a playlist that has uh, just a nice selection of music for your for your lockdown tea sessions wherever you are in the mm. world obviously lots of people have spotify so you can enjoy it and then you know i've seen that that's been taken up by a lot of people I th again i think marcel does a a thing with tea and music he's got one of his like tabs on instagram okay. and um do you know kura tea they're an are australian in company okay, no. they do a uh spotify playlist and kettle in new york japanese tea company they have a playlist as well so yeah it's kind of a thing i'm not saying i started it but you know <laughs> it's now a trend mm. yeah there's a guy called um music for tea i think he's from russia and he makes kind of like nice trappy beats oh cool 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always good to see what kind of vibe people are on, but yeah, there's well, music a, there's for a, tea or something. It's called. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Music and tea, it really goes hand in hand. Nice vibes. Yeah. What's yeah. your What's your go-to music if you're if you're having a tea session? I like more like chilled music as well. Yeah. But then I do like some nice funky like a nice Roy Ayers or you know something oh. nice and chilly or you know the type of vibe the funky is vibes, yeah. mellow is funky vibe yeah I'm into or maybe it. some Omar you know Omar the singer Omar mm-hmm. love Omar yeah nice yeah that sounds like a vibe yeah it's a nice nice vibe so um do you have a favorite tea oh <laughs> that's a tough one not I'm many sure, people do right I was gonna say I'm sure everyone does that like it's so hard to choose um my favorite type of tea has to be raw pu'er okay yeah um just because it's so intricate it's it's complex but it's still like chilled relaxing uh refreshing um yeah I would say raw pu'er okay. that would have to be my go-to yeah, I'm always going to reach for a raw pu'er if I'm not sure of what to drink. Mm-hmm. But uh, some there's some, been some special teas throughout my my tea journey so far. And one of them would have to be um, a Gushu raw pu'er from Iwu Mountain Tea. So it's a company out of uh, Iwu. They have a shop okay. also in Guangdong in China. And the, uh, the, the owner of the company is called Philip Lee. And him and his wife are... It's a family-run company, so him and his wife run run the shop. And he sent me um, this gushu from Tianmen Shan, which is called. It's in English, I think, is Heaven's Gate Mountain, uh, like a really, really secluded area of of uh, Iwu in in China, in Yunnan. And uh, yeah, this puerti just knocked me out. It was just really, really powerful, um, and such a fantastic experience that it just really elevated my <laughs> my mm. understanding of puerti it was like a yeah it was just different i've never had life changing like experience yeah definitely <laughs> i mean no lie a lot of people talk about you know the the chachi the energy of the tea and all of these esoteric body sensations you can get which i wasn't too sure about i didn't really have an understanding of and um i drank this tea with phil i actually sat okay. with him and drank this tea after a long tea session he saved it right to the very end and i had it and uh i had to lie on the floor it was just mm. too it was so strong <laughs> i had to just have a lie down you so were tea drunk basically i was basically tea drunk yeah, yeah. so i, I haven't I experienced that yet tea drunkness I haven't, haven't well yeah hang out with phil you know you might, <laughs> you might reach it <laughs> So, um, do you do often like tea sessions online, like tea tasting? Like yeah, it's kind tea, of the main role I have peeps. at Jing. Is mm-hmm. um, I run the online tea experiences. So, the kind of uh, monthly tastings we do on Instagram. If you follow, they're the called Jing tea flights, Instagram. right? Yeah, I do the tea flights. Really cool name. For. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. Is that your um, idea? No, not my idea. I can't okay. claim that one. <laughs> um, and the tea consultations, basically anything that, you know, people have like a, an interest or a real intrigue and they want to know more and experience tea online because, you know, everything's online now in the lockdown. Or if you're not able to get to the shop, even when it's open, you can go on, on 
the Jing website and book in for a tea flower consultation or mm-hmm. join one of our tea tasting sessions on Instagram. And um, they've been really fun. I've been able to interact and meet a lot more people around the world and obviously sit with them for, you know, a specific tea session, which has been super, super fun. Really, really engaging. And it's, um, yeah, it's really satisfying to, to kind of convert people into tea or into tea heads into tea heads yeah and see them change because a lot of the people that join these tea tastings are you know people whose most experience has been maybe a little bit of an oolong tea but they're not sure what it is mostly drink um tea bag black tea Uh, a lot of people don't even know that all tea comes from one plant yeah um or you know its origins how it's made all those kinds of things so it's really satisfying to just impart that little bit of knowledge and get people on the path to drinking better quality loose yes, leaf tea. Yes, it's the quality I think is um, quite a big thing as well. You know, just the quality of your tea. Where is it coming from? Exactly. You know, the story behind the tea and stuff like that. Brewing it properly. Yeah, connecting people with the stories and most importantly, it, it all comes down to the culture as well. So who are the people that are creating it? What, you know, what are their lives like? Um, mm-hmm. How do we understand the tea in, in, in terms of how they would, they would be tasting it. So, you know, introducing people to Gong Fu style tea, yes, because you yes, know, that's, yes. that's a new way of tasting it in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just painting a better picture of the origin. So, so people really have an understanding and can connect with, with tea yeah, you know, with the actual leaves, uh, it's it's so bizarre to think that most people go through their experience of tea not knowing what it looks like because it's trapped inside a bag. Yeah, it would it would almost be wrong to like cut a tea bag open and just have a look at it, uh, and also super unsatisfying because it's probably really bad quality tea. It's probably a lot of dust. Yeah, yeah, a lot of dust, a lot of like machine made tea, and um, you know, showing people the the. The quality of loose leaf and like and you know i get people to to put their hand in in the in the teapot take out a leaf have a look at it have a feel like don't be afraid of connecting with with this thing because it's an ingredient you wouldn't are people afraid of tea though i think so i think a lot of people are afraid of almost like getting their hands dirty you know you you have a tea bag and you you scoop it out with a spoon you put it straight in the bin true you don't connect with it and um if we were to treat food, all food, the same way, we would all be eating ready meals. And if you want to eat a ready meal, hey, go for it. Sometimes, you know, frozen pizza, it's a go-to. Friday night, emergency you work late. Exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's an emergency meal. But um, if we treated all food like that, it would be it would be mental. It would mm. it would just our diets would be terrible. The the world would be going to to hell faster than it probably already is. <laughs> and um, you know. Freeing the tea from the tea bag, not only does it make the experience better, it does also affect the the environmental impact because you're using less packaging. There's yep. no plastic. Mm. Uh, your tea lasts for longer because you can get more infusions out of it. Um, it so it, overall, there's just much more. There's much better karma involved in it. Definitely, yeah. You're connected more to it as well. You've got that patience, and for me, it's a bit of a meditative experience. You know, just to sit down and relax and chill and have a nice cup of tea. Totally, yeah. The ritual aspect is definitely, 
Definitely. Uh, secretly, what I'm trying to do is just to hang out every day. <laughs> People don't know this. <laughs> But the reason I drink tea is just to hang out and drink tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a nice place to be. Why not? You know? Why not? Yeah. And if you want to hang out with me, book a tea flight. It's cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. For sure. So um, can you recommend a drink tea or a good tea for a beginner? What would you say would be a good tea for a, a novice mm. to get into? Yeah. There's always those like converters, right? Um for me, it's got to be Chinese tea. You've got to go back mm, to the roots. Okay. You've got to understand the origins of tea. Um, so usually something like an uh, Tie Guan Yin, um, what we would call an Iron Buddha. It's usually called okay. Iron Buddha or, or Iron uh, Iron Goddess of Mercy. Oh. Uh, green, green looking ball rolled oolong tea. If you've ever seen that before, if you're not sure, search Iron Buddha and it will come up. It's, um, it's a great tea to get into. Uh, it's a new type of tea for most people because it's an oolong. So it has a, a little bit more oxidation than the green tea. And that concentration of flavor from that hint of oxidation just pushes it into the realm of like a much more fruity and floral experience, which is eye-opening for people who've never, you know, understood tea can taste like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then also because it uses larger leaves and they kind of unfurl from their, their tightly rolled balls, it's quite magical for people when they see that and see the size of the leaf and the fullness of it. It's just such a good indicator of, of loose leaf tea. And it's also one that you'd never, ever find in a tea bag because they expand so much, they just wouldn't fit in a tea bag. So for that reason, I think Iron Buddha is a great one to start with. And then... Um, I also find a lot of people move from there onto like a Taiwanese oolongs. Okay. So oolongs from like Alishan or Lishan, which are very similar, uh, more fruity, more tropical in a way because of that that difference in in where they're grown from China to Taiwan. You know, mm -hmm. Taiwan very famous for its high mountain elevation, so way way up in the clouds, and then. Um, and then I would recommend if you're used to drinking black tea, which most people are, the kind of Yorkshire tea or PG yeah. tips, go for something like Red Dragon. Okay. Which is uh, another really great Jing tea. Is that Chinese? It's Chinese. It's grown in Yunnan, but it's grown using a Taiwanese cultivar. So it's this very strange hybrid and it produces um, a really fruity black tea. It's just mm. incredibly fruity. And what it does is it shows people what black tea can be. It takes them away from having to add sugar or milk because it's just got such a nice variety of flavor without having to do anything um it's also really well produced it's super tasty it's like easy it's an easy one to love so red dragon i would i would suggest as well any good japanese um, i'm a japanese tea fan by the way <laughs> yeah there was um we had for a very very short time we had sencha reiwa which was a specific batch of censure we sourced last year. Interesting. Yeah, it was produced by the um, the farmer who made tea for the new emperor of Japan. So I think either in 2018 or 2019, there was a change in the emperor of Japan, so a new emperor. And they had a, obviously like a specific um, presentation or ceremony. And this guy made tea for the emperor. We managed to source a batch from him and it was incredible censure. Really, really good. Wow. So yeah. I would I would suggest uh just go go for a censure or a gyokuro. Uh cookie maybe? A, yeah, we've got um hajicha coming soon, so a roasted cookie cha. 
Uh, super delicious, especially in the kind of co cooler weather. Super warming. Um, yeah, there's loads. It's hard to pick. <laughs> yeah, but you gave a good list. I, just, I didn't know about the Iron Buddha. I'm going to try that myself. It's a classic, yeah. So when it comes to a beginner, what type of temperatures would they have to boil these at? Would it be a bit too... Ah, uh, that's another good point to make. So yeah. the good thing about Iron Buddha and Red Dragon, um, you can go 100 degrees. Super, super simple. Uh, it's kind of why, I, you know, I would maybe avoid Japanese tea for a beginner okay, yeah. because uh, normally for Japanese tea, you have to use quite cooler temperatures, mm -hmm. something like... 80 degrees for a tea like Gyokuro, you might even want to use something like 50 or 60 degrees, which can be a little bit intimidating if you're not used to it. Um, even if you're drinking a Chinese green tea, uh, which would st still use cooler water, I always recommend to people, you don't need like a fancy kettle or you mm, know, a thermometer, yeah. just add a splash of cold water onto the tea leaves first, then add your boiling water and it should level out the temperature. It's like, it's not rocket science. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very, very simple. Cold water, then hot water, and it will get you something around 80 degrees, um, which is, yeah, it's pretty good for green tea. Nice, nice. I'm very impressed with that. I'm writing that down for myself. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little tip. It's such a, it's such a little, like, trick that, uh, yeah, if more people knew that, they would, they would be enjoying green tea. What do you think about the tea culture in the UK right now? Do you think it's healthy? Um, is it healthy? That depends. I think overall, like in the mainstream, I no, don't think it is. No. I don't think so. Um, I think the statistic that we we got from the current uh, research we just did at, at Jing was that there's, um, I think, enough tea bags used every year in the UK to cover. I think it's something like three hundred three hundred football pitches. Mm, so that's single-use yeah. plastic. Like it's a hell of a lot of single-use yeah. plastic used in tea bags. Some of which has been proven to leach um, mm -hmm. microplastics. It's terrible. Yeah. So if you if you are going to use a tea bag, look for one that's made of cornstarch, uh, biodegradable tea bag. Um, but that in itself just really gives you an indication of like where we're at. And then also, you know, you have you have sugar also being added like i know a lot of people say milk and two sugars we all know people are using more sugar than that yeah <laughs> it's usually like four Bob builders brew yeah exactly it's like four or five like teaspoons of sugar which is not good yeah. drinking loads of cups especially during the lockdown when tea drinking has actually gone through the roof so um i think i think i'm optimistic because i'm hopeful that tea drinking will improve i don't want to make anyone feel bad about their tea habits as well so i'm always trying to approach it from a way of like let's make things better for people without making them feel bad mm. just like just just nudging them through the right door or even just opening the door and say hey look if you want to try something else that's like super interesting it tastes like unbelievably great and you you have to do less work it's cheaper in the long run and it'll be really satisfying for you come through this door and we'll show you single origin loose leaf tea uh that's my aim that's what i want to achieve so yeah because the knowledge isn't as, even there i think people just think going to the supermarket yeah, exactly. and getting a tea is tea but that's not well it's tea but it's not real tea you know right it's it's 
it's tea bags. Yeah. It's just it's C to C tea bags. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say crap. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. Yeah. That's a good thing with a podcast. You can, you can edit, and you know it's wonderful. <laughs> well, you can edit. I that can never do want, it Instagram I'd, live. I I'm so bloody. Yeah, I could never have to. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to speak to the public on a daily basis. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm more trying to hold back. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I could say some real bad stuff about people's tea habits, but you gotta, you gotta be optimistic. You can't, you can't convert people by making them feel bad. No, that's so, true. Yeah, I always just try and say like. You know, if people like yourself, if people like myself are, are trying to improve um, the culture, then it can't be that bad, mm, right? That's true. So something must be going going well. So is the drink shop, they're not open right now, are they? Just for like people to come in and It's out. not. We are still in the lockdown during recording. Because um, Borough Market's open still. Borough Market's open because I think it's open air. Okay, okay. So they're, they're like in an enclosed shop. Um, I don't think we're allowed to be open okay. by law. But if you if you are listening to this and the lockdown is over, I can't, I can't imagine what that world is like right now, but hopefully it's yeah. fantastic. And if you want to find some tea, you can visit the Jing Tea Shop or, you know, you can still go online and, and find all the fantastic teas. The shop itself is... Um, Oh man, what's the name of the street? It's on St. Christopher's Place. It's right by Bond Street Station. Oh, okay. So have you been to any tea plantations? Because I know on your Instagram, you've been to Hong Kong quite a few times. There's no plantations in Hong Kong, but... Yeah, so I visited Hong Kong a few times. No, there's no, there's no like official tea gardens in Hong Kong. I've heard rumours of some wild tea gardens that were planted at some point. Um... I'm not sure where they are. There's rumours there. If you know, let let me know. Um, but uh, I've visited Guangdong, the south of China. But I was meant to go to Yunnan right before the lockdown started. Oh. So it's like just about to like plan the trip, book flights, and lockdown happened. So it's been almost a year. I think we're all looking forward to getting out there and revisiting some of our like um our partner farmers and producers and and you know sourcing some new teas and just experiencing the origin which is always great for for telling the stories of the people that live there yes hopefully by the end of 2021 that will be a thing but we'll have to wait and see have you been have you been to any tea gardens no but there is one in germany near cologne Probably maybe just the ones in Europe for now, because I know that they're growing tea, you know, in Scotland and, you know, Portugal right. and all these places. But if I had the opportunity to go, I would like to go to a tea plantation. Yeah, for sure. Were any any places that are top of the list? I mean, obviously, like in Asia would be perfect. You know, I would love to, if I had any connections, um, I can't just go there by myself. But if I knew people that... I think you can. Then I would love to go. I've heard that you can, like, if say if you visited Japan, you can just kind of go to those tea regions and walk into the farm, say hello. I, I hear tea people are quite friendly, so you might, you know, you got to go and visit, find out. But <laughs> I mean, I would love to. I mean, I love tea, so I would definitely like to experience the whole, the other end of, you know, yeah. just the consumer end. But it'd be great experience, but... I don't have any plans, but, you know, I'm always open if anyone's out there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Invite us. Invite yes. us to your tea garden. We would love to visit. <laughs> Maybe if I can tag along with 
Jing people one day. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I was going to ask what's your motivation for getting into tea, but I don't know if that is a good question. <laughs> oh gosh, well, yeah, that's a that's a big question. I don't know what my motivation was. I just wanted to hang out with people. It's and great, isn't it, just to hang out. The yeah. tea, tea people are tea people are nice. You know, there's no stress. We're all just trying to be together and enjoy something, and that's my that's my continual motivation. It's just to to enjoy people's company and try and experience something new. Um, yeah, that, I think mm-hmm. that should be. I hope that's that's uh, a decent enough. Uh, motivation to to do something yeah. <laughs> with your life yeah. yeah i'm not a particularly ambitious person like i don't want to take over the world or anything like that but i just want to enjoy enjoy it a little bit more so do you have any up and coming events yeah if you're listening to this i don't know when this is going out but um you can always check out the the jing instagram for um for events check out my or any inst- music cool stuff for you or anything Ooh, maybe in the works you know you can check keep an eye on my personal instagram which is at gong gong culture g-o-n-g culture uh, i'll always post stuff up in the stories or just chat to me say hello like i'm always happy to hear from people i love like just talking to people about tea obviously um but yeah, no, nothing, nothing set in stone yet for music. But I'm sure there'll be some tea events coming up, and yeah, more cool stuff. Hey, I tell you what, I can do as well. I'll give you some recommendations if you're in, if you're in the UK, and you want to f- find some tea. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to the other companies that are in the UK yes. doing the good stuff okay, as well. Yes. I have to give a shout out to the other the other people in the UK who are doing an amazing job with tea. Um, so obviously you can check out jingtea.com. Uh, I would highly, highly recommend you check out blackcloudtea.com, okay. which is run by my good friend Sash. He's sourcing some amazing teas, uh, very under the radar at the moment, but he's offering some fantastic stuff at like really, really, really good prices. Um, stuff you wouldn't normally see in other tea companies as well. Uh, gotta check out Mayleaf. If you don't know Mayleaf, what are you doing? Come on, it's the OGs. Classic, yeah. Uh, and postcard tees as well, another yes, OG in the game. Yeah. Gotta shout them out. So yeah, th- there's loads out there. Um, but yeah, th- those are the, the others I'd recommend. And grass tea people. Oh, grass people tree. Grass we, tea. we gave Ray a shout. tree. <laughs> we gave yeah. Ray a shout, but also do check out grass people tree. That That is very, very unique tees. Yeah, very, very unique indeed. So an experience like no other from grass people tree. You know, in a, a Chinatown, would you recommend any good shops, any tea shops down there? I heard there's some quite nice tea rooms in Chinatown around Soho area. I don't know. I haven't been in such a long time. Um, when I was visiting Chinatown, I couldn't see any tea shops specifically. I know there are some restaurants that do tea service, but yeah, n- none, none in particular. If you want bubble tea, hey, Chinatown is your your place to be <laughs> uh, and obviously if you want like the best chinese foods then chinatown mm-hmm. london is also really really good as well okay yeah i saw a list on like the top tea rooms in london is there any good tea rooms that you can recommend obviously corona but i don't know maybe when it come out of lockdown hopefully right. they're still around but um if you haven't visited mayleaf you got to visit that it's such a crazy experience because it's obviously a chinese medical clinic as well Mm -hmm. so there's all this like huge apothecary drawers and um 
just like loads of people wandering in and out. It's such a really interesting place. And obviously in the heart of Camden, it's like, yeah, it's busy. They've got a good location. Yeah. <laughs> Great location. Um, visit postcard tees, say hi to the, to the dudes in there. Uh, they'll serve you up some tea, I'm sure as well. They, you can sit down in there and enjoy some tea. Uh, obviously you've got to visit the Jing tea shop and, and bug, bug the staff to try everything. Don't let them say no. Try every single tea. Tell them I sent you. They'll love me for it. <laughs> but um, other than that, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure of like any specific teams. I think we need more, right? We need more of yeah, those kind definitely. of Yeah, definitely. We do. We do. I mean, I love afternoon tea. It's a bit cheeky because I do like the tiered cakes and all that sandwiches and that. But that's a different topic. You can't be cakes and cakes and that that's a it's a great yeah, and scones oh my gosh you've clotted cream oh you're in cornwall i am clotted cream clotted cream and get it in my local land. shop yeah oh my god it's wicked i love it it's a bit too good <laughs> wicked with the jam oh, man. bad man ting <laughs> exactly yeah i gotta be careful with that stuff <laughs> cool so um I think that's all my questions for today, Will. Oh, awesome. How can people contact you as well? I think Instagram is the best place. Just Instagram, okay. Yeah, hit me up in the DMs um, and say hello. Don't be afraid to shout. Nice one, Will. So thanks for taking part. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's show. And as Will said, pop over to his Instagram and check him out over there. Also have a look at Jing T's website, which is Jing, J-I-N-G, T.com. There you will be able to book Will for a tea flight. Please share and subscribe to Chanel's Tea Talk. I am on all major podcast platforms, um, so you can subscribe there. I would appreciate that. So I'll be back again next week with another guest from the tea world. So until then, bye.